Welcome to the e-commerce dropout podcast. I'm your host, Emily, a successful e-commerce entrepreneur with a few epic failures under my belt as well. And I'm here to share with you everything I wish I knew when starting my own e-commerce journey over four years ago. Whether you're wanting to launch your very first online store or you're looking to scale an existing brand, this is the show for you. Here you'll learn plenty of actionable tips and tricks to create the e-commerce store of your dreams and smash your online business goals. So let's get started. Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of the e-commerce dropout podcast. I am so glad that you're joining me today because we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics and that is knowing your numbers. And guys, you know, I preach on about this all the time, but it is honestly so important. And I'm sure if you've listened to other episodes, you would know my story with this. And if you don't, Basically, when I started out in e-commerce, I had this really bad money mindset or just numbers mindset, really. I thought, I'm not good with numbers. Um, I will track my money and my budget and blah, blah, blah um, when my business grows. And I just told myself this story that numbers weren't my thing. And I vilified being in touch with your numbers within your business because I just thought it was something I was bad at or... I don't know. It was just this weird thing that I had. And as my business grew, I realized how much that belief had been disserving me and how much it was kind of holding me back. But when I, when the light bulb moment happened for me and I actually started tracking my numbers, I loved it. Honestly, the feeling of knowing your numbers is so empowering. It just, I don't know guys. All I can tell you is that it is so, so important. It is something we need to be tracking regularly within our businesses. And it can tell you so much. It can tell you where your business is excelling and areas that might not be going so well and maybe need attention. So in today's episode, I'm going to tell you the five key metrics that you need to be tracking within your business. So these are your KPIs, your key performance indicators. And they're called that because that's literally what they are. They are key indications of how your business is performing. So I'm going to give you the rundown of each of the numbers that I want you to be tracking. And when I say tracking, it needs to be regular, guys. I do this within my own business. I do my um, kind of like admin numbers things every week on a Monday. So I start my week knowing where my money's at. And then I do a fortnightly check-in on my conversion rates and things like that. And then a monthly report. So you could do it to that extent, or it could even just be a fortnightly thing or a monthly check-in as long as it's consistent. So I would recommend setting a calendar reminder, whether it's in your calendar or on your phone. And you know that every time when that reminder goes off, that is when you check in and do a full report of your numbers. But what I'm trying to get at is it needs to be a regular thing. There's no use tracking it, you know, willy nilly because it won't give you a key indication of how your business is performing within a set time frame. So Without further ado, guys, let's start going through the key metrics. And I just want to point out that while I'm explaining them, I'm going to tell you what the manual formula is to calculate these numbers. And the best thing about Shopify 
well, there's lots of amazing things about Shopify, but one of the best things is it has a really detailed analytics board. So for most of these metrics, you can actually just go to the analytics dashboard within your Shopify dashboard, and it will just spit out these numbers for you within whatever time period you choose. But I also think it's really important to know the manual formula so you know how that number is being achieved or how it's being calculated. So I'm going to tell you what the manual formula is, but there is an easier way to find it on your Shopify dashboard as well. So let's get started. Okay, guys. So the first metric that we need to be tracking is a really, really important one, and that is your overall conversion rate. So your conversion rate refers to the percentage of visitors who take action on your store and actually make a purchase. So it is, yeah, like I just said, the percentage of people who come to your store, they have a look and then they purchase. They don't click out, they don't add to their cart and leave, they actually make a purchase. So the average conversion rate for online shopping worldwide is between like 2.89 to about 3.31%. So it kind of ranges between there, but it can vary so greatly depending on each industry. But that's kind of a key key percentage to aim for. So in order to calculate your conversion rate, um, the formula is number of sales divided by number of visitors, and then we times it by 100 to get the actual percentage. Our conversion rate is a really important number to be tracking because it gives us that indication whether people are coming to our store and they're looking around and like, oh, okay, yeah, like, and they're just leaving or they're coming to our store and they're liking what they see and they are being, they're inclined to make a purchase straight away, which is what we want. So the higher our conversion rate, the better. So that's what the first one to focus on. Now, the second key performance indicator that we're going to look at is our customer acquisition cost. So our customer acquisition cost is how much money it is taking for us to acquire a new customer um, through your overall paid marketing strategy. So understanding that customer acquisition cost allows us to plan how many customers you want to acquire in a certain period and then allocate a marketing budget appropriately. So in order to calculate this number, it is total amounts spent on marketing divided by new customers. So for example, if we spent $1,000 on marketing and we got 30 new customers, that would equal a customer acquisition cost of approximately $33 per new customer. So this one's really important when we get into our paid marketing and with Facebook ads and things like that, we can see the direct conversions that have come from them. But if we're going into things like influencer marketing or um, giveaways, you know, whatever it may be that we can't directly track the return on it, this is a good a good way to average out how many customers we are getting for our marketing budget. So that's really important when we get into more of the paid side of marketing, but it is good to know when you get that number really down and you're really confident in it, it can kind of determine how much you're comfortable spending on marketing because you can get a rough idea of how many customers you will expect to get in return for that spend. Moving on to our third KPI, and that is your average order value. So your average order value refers to the average amount of money spent by customers per order. So simply by increasing that average order value can be one of the easiest ways to boost your revenue. And also by 
receiving more money on average per customer, per order, you can kind of absorb a higher customer acquisition cost because you're still getting that higher average order value and you're still maintaining your profit. So to calculate your average order value, it is total revenue divided by total number of orders. So for example, if we made $2,800 in sales and there were 30 orders, it would be around a $93 average order value, which is quite good depending on what you're selling and all those kind of things. But I really would love you to place emphasis on increasing your average order value. So here we can do things like bundle sales, or um, we can incentivize the customer with a free gift if they uh, achieve a certain order value. So you'll see a lot of stores do this. They'll say, receive a free gift if you place an order over $150, for example. But that is them trying to increase their average order value because realistically, it's probably easier to get a warm customer. So someone who is already coming to your store, they are keen to make a purchase it is easier to get them to spend more by implementing things that obviously still benefit them and is ethical for the customer. But for us, it's just making the customers spend a bit more money and it bumps up that average order value, which is really, really good for our overall revenue and overall profit. Now, our fourth number that we want to track is our cart abandonment rate. So our cart abandonment is a term that we use in e-commerce to refer to the visitors that I'm sure we're all actually guilty of this, uh, placing items in their cart, but then leaving the site without completing a purchase. And I certainly know that I do this all the time. So I am so sorry to all those stores that I'm bumping up their (laughs) cart abandonment rate, but it's just one of those things. It's not something that we have to worry about hugely, guys. Um, but we overall, we should be aiming to reduce cart abandonment rate, which will in turn increase our overall conversion rate. But it is one of those things that's bound to happen either way. As long as we can keep trying to boost our conversion rate, it will hopefully keep that cart abandonment rate a little bit lower. So this is a bit of a um, tricky one to calculate. It is the, the actual formula for it is one minus the number of completed transactions divided by the number of shopping carts created and then times a hundred. So you won't really have to worry about manually calculating this guys, but just as long as you know, it's kind of that number of transactions completed divided by the number of shopping carts. It's, it's kind of got a bit of a correlation to our overall conversion rate. Um, but Shopify analytics dashboard will give you this number much easier than calculating it ourselves. So Overall, like I said, we do want to try and keep our cart abandonment rate low. And this is where we want to implement some of those strategies that some of the conversion boosting strategies, because that will get people from that point of they're going to fill their cart and leave. We want to transition them to they're putting their stuff in their cart and they are checking out without any barriers. It's a really seamless process and yeah, boosts our conversion rate, which is great. Okay, so our fifth and final metric that we want to be tracking is our gross profit margin. So this is the difference between your overall revenue and your profit as a percentage. So I feel like gauging this number is a really good indication of the overall health of your business. So to calculate this, the first step is we need to find what our profit is. So our profit is your overall revenue. So revenue being your total amount of sales minus your costs. So we should have already calculated our cost of goods sold and you should know this number. If you haven't, that's a really important number to track. And that just involves adding up all the expenses involved with 
um, getting your product to sale pretty much and shipping it out to the customer if that's a cost that you want to absorb. Your cost of goods is literally how much it costs you per item to sell it to the customer. So the cost of the product, the cost of the packaging, the cost of the shipping, if you're paying for that um, and everything involved. So that is your cost of goods sold. So to get your profit, like I'm saying, it's your revenue, which is your total sale price minus the cost will give you your profit. And then to create that as a percentage, we obviously revenue times hundred equals your, sorry, Revenue minus cost, which is your profit, divided by your revenue times 100, sorry, is your gross profit margin. So I know that sounds a bit all over the shops. There is a much easier way to calculate that, guys, um, but it will take a bit of maths and calculation. But basically, we really want to keep our profit margins high. There is no point making, you know, a million dollars in sales if our profit margins are really low. It's kind of becomes a vanity metric then. So we want to be smart with our numbers. We want to know what our profit margin is. We want to know how much, firstly, it's costing us to sell our products to the customer. So if you don't know your cost of goods or how much it is actually costing you to sell an item, that is really important to figure out because how are you going to increase your profit margin if you you don't even know what your base cost is of goods. So that's the first step. I, If you haven't worked that out already, guys, you need to work that out because that also forms the foundations of how you price your products because you want to be strategic about pricing your products. And I could probably do a whole episode on pricing strategies, but you don't want to just chuck a number on your product because you feel like that's the right number. Like you need to know how much profit you're actually going to be making per item and make sure that that works for you because that will form a lot of your overall financial strategy because you do need to know how much you are making profit-wise per sale. It's no good just knowing um, your revenue, which is the overall cost. You need to know your profit, which is how much you're actually taking home essentially. So that is really important. That is your gross profit margin. And that is the fifth metric I want you guys to be tracking. So I hope you have taken a lot from this episode, guys. Even if it's just me harping on about you consistently tracking your numbers, trust me, commit to doing it for the next three months. And I promise you, you will not go back. It is so such a good feeling knowing your numbers. And if you're a bit unsure, if you you were like me at the start of my journey, which is totally fine, and you're like, oh, numbers, not my thing. I don't even know where to start. Start with these ones, guys. Start with these five. They are really easy to calculate, and they do give you that overall picture of how your business is performing numbers-wise, which I think is so, so important. Um, but if you do have any questions about these, guys, send me a DM. I, You know, I'm always happy to talk to you. And yeah, I hope this has given you the kick up the butt or just given you the assistance you need to start tracking your numbers really, really consistently. And yeah, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I will be back in a few days with another episode. And yeah, have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. But before you go, I have one last thing for you. If you're someone that is eager to start an e-commerce brand, but you're lacking inspiration for what to sell, I have the solution for you. Head to the link in the show notes to download my 63 e-commerce product ideas cheat sheet. It is completely free for you to download and packed with value. So head over to the show notes to claim your copy.